Shepherd's Greeting, and welcome to our Christmas episode of Faith in Your Recovery. Thanks for joining us. I always like at this time of year to go back to my original roots of, of preaching and being a pastor and bring to you a special Christmas message as our gift to you and as our way of saying Merry Christmas and God's blessings throughout the year. Yes, tonight's episode, today's episode, it's going to be something a little different. I want to speak to you from the shepherd's point of view. Might call it the moment. Might call it the miracle. You call it what you want. I just hope you'll continue to listen in. So I'm going to take on the role of one of the shepherds that was there in Bethlehem at that time. I want to tell you his story, his experience. Let me introduce you. His name, Ananias. He has two friends, Matthias and Thomas. You're not going to hear a lot about Matthias and Thomas, but they were along, all three of them. And who knows, there may have been more, but these are the ones we're going to tune in on at this time. As I've already said, you may call this the miracle of Christmas. These three shepherds referred to it as the moment. Here we go. Matthias. Matthias has told me how he could remember that day well. The weather, everything about it, 30 degrees, cold, Damp, uh, just one of those bone-cutting chills that we get here sometimes in Midwestern Indiana during the winter. And during that night of, of darkness and a few stars here or there, but mostly very cloudy with the rain and everything, there was a bright light that shone. And an angel appeared, and needless to say, the shepherds were terrified. They'd never experienced an angel. And have you ever noticed how with an angel, the first words out of their mouth are always, fear not? I am of the belief we've, we've got it wrong, that the angels are not just kind of soft-winged, almost transparent-type creatures. I don't know what they look like, but there must be a reason every time they speak and say, fear not. Well, I'm sure if you asked Matthias, he'd tell you we weren't scared. We were terrified. They didn't know how to respond, how to act. Uh, they... They had just received an announcement from the angels that, Behold, unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior, a Savior, Christ the King. And and the angels went on, and with them was a heavenly host, which means an entire army of angels. I know I'd have been frightened, frightened beyond scared, probably to the point of terrified, but yet they they had that feeling that everything was okay and it was going to be okay. Then after a while, the angels left. The three shepherds there dumbfounded, not knowing what they expected. 
experienced, what they had just gone through, what had just happened around about them. And then I'm wanted to speak, and then Matthias spoke up and said, what was that? You know, he, he was hunting for answers. Why, why did the angels come to us out here in this field? We're the lowliest of lowlifes. We're beneath shepherds on the societal ladder of success. Or excuse me, we're below slaves on that societal ladder of, of success. Shepherds low lives. Why why didn't these angels make this pronouncement, this announcement to the kings, to the wealthy, to the esteemed? Why come to the field to dirty, lonely shepherds? Uh, and and to tell us that this day in the city of David is born a child and that that we we should go see that child. How could we? How could we? How could we risk the loss of our sheep? This was what you folks call our day job. This is how we made our living. This is how we fed our family. This is how we we purchased the items we needed. And here we are debating, do we go? Do we leave the sheep? You know, we leave them with great risk if we do. Someone could steal them. Wolves could attack them. They could run off on their own. I guess we came to realize that obedience requires risk. So we we were uncertain how to handle the moment, but we knew we had to do differently than what we were doing. So we agreed, uh, we decided between us, let's take the chance. This was too big to miss out on it. So we agreed to try, and our spirits moved us forward. Somehow we believed the risk was worth the possibility. And we had one clue, one clue to work with. We were told this child would be lying in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's not much of a clue to go on. We didn't we didn't have lights, we didn't have signs, we didn't have GPS, we didn't have sirens. We certainly didn't have cell phones. We didn't have hints or help of any type. This wasn't going to be easy. The crowd had swollen three times its normal size, and there we are hunting for a baby. That's almost as ludicrous as the time I went hunting for my wife, Martha Rose's needle in the haystack. And here we are hunting for this child in a city that's three to five to seven times more populated than any other time as they had come there for the census, okay? But but there was something about our steps. They found meaning. They found peace amidst everything else that was going on. We knew we were going to be rejected when we arrived because of our, our smell, our look, our clothes, everything that was about to happen, but nothing— Nothing would stop us, so we kept on walking. We kept on walking. We believed we were on a mission that was assigned to us by somebody above, 
somebody higher, somebody bigger than us. So we began running, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, a sound caught our attention. And what was that sound? There, in the city, highly populated, thousands of people present. We heard the cry of a baby. That, I know, it doesn't make sense. It's almost as if it was the only sound our ear could hear. And maybe that was the angel's plan to, to heighten the awareness of our hearing so the child could be heard. We kept going down the path, and then as we rounded a corner, we looked straight ahead, and there, there at the end of the path was a cave, and in that cave was a candle that was, that was lighted. It was the only one, and we saw images of people there, and we just kept going toward that. We got closer and closer and closer. We got the louder the cries and the louder the cries, the, the faster we'd move, and, and we arrived. And what was it? There was a manger. In that manger was a child wrapped in swaddling clothes. Standing next to that child was its father. Kneeling next to that child was its mother. It was mom, dad, the baby. There were a couple of sheep. There was an oxen. There was one cow. We were there. We were there with them. And we spoke. And they spoke. And we recognized. And we realized We were in the presence of greatness. Understand, moments, miracles like this don't happen to people like us. We looked at that baby and we saw flesh and at the same time, deity. We looked at that baby and saw future, yet we also saw a struggle We looked at that child and saw hope and peace and comfort. We saw someone that would endure pain. We didn't know what we were going to do next or how best to handle it, but we stood there, and we all talked, and we listened. And in that instant, three shepherds bowed their head, and they cried. Yeah, this child that was a mixture of God and man had touched our lives in such a way that we knew our lives would be different. You don't meet a child like this without your life being different. But there was something that bothered me. It was kind of strange. It was an experience I'd never had before. It was almost as, as if I had an audio future glimpse or a glimpse through my audio, through my hearing of something that I couldn't imagine. And what it sounded like was a hammer hitting a nail. I didn't know what it meant at that time, but I knew it had to have some sort of significance. We stood, and then we returned back 
to our fields. And as we were going, we were unable to contain our joy. We didn't know what to say. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to behave. We didn't know how, how to respond. How would you have handled it? We had never been through something like this. And to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that indeed this child was a difference maker that would not only touch our hearts as he already had, but touch the hearts of thousands upon thousands of others. We returned to our field. We returned to our sheep, to our work, to our mundane, okay? But we had been made new, and we'd never Never be the same again. You should have heard us in that field. We cut loose. Uh, you know, our celebration, our, our crying, our talking, our even talking to the sheep, our witnessing to each other what we had been through, what we had seen, what we had done, and wondering still, what it all meant. Well, I can tell you this. The scriptures from Luke, chapter 5. Yeah, Luke chapter 2, verses 5 to 22. They'll tell you the story. And they end with these words. It turned out exactly as they had been told. And indeed it did. We saw what we were told we would see. We experienced what we were told we'd experience. And we became better individuals because of that. So I have a question for you this Christmas season to kind of wrap this up. How will you celebrate him? How will you celebrate the child? Okay. Obedience. That's a good start. Work for the shepherds. Okay. Uh, how about making him primary focus? Nothing was going to stop them. They were going to find that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. I hope that's your attitude as well. What about the worldly distractions? What about everything pulling at us? Yeah, uh, the stores are going to pull, advertising's going to pull, theater's going to pull, spending's going to pull. Keep your eyes on the prize, okay? What about listening for him or sharing him? We all need to be about that. Glorifying him and praising him. Let that be your gift to him this Christmas. Here's what it says in the message translation of the Bible. In the book of John, chapter 1, verse 14. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes, the one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous inside and out, true from start to finish. You know, gender reveals are a big thing today. I'm here to give you a bit of a revelation It's a boy, and his name is Jesus. Celebrate him. Be blessed. Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. 